Welcome to the New Life Christian Church radio broadcast with your host, Bishop Harold Dawson, Jr. Grace and peace to everyone. This is R.J. Johnson. Welcome to the NLCC radio broadcast conducted by New Life Christian Church, 2018 West Kellogg Avenue, and that's in West Peoria, Illinois, where our service times are Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., and Wednesday night Bible study is at 6.30 p.m. Now, if you want more information on New Life Christian Church, that's where Bishop Harold and Lady Lori Dawson Jr. are. Give them a call now at 309-676-5433. Log online to nlccpeoria.org. I'll have more information for you right there. Let's go inside the sanctuary now as we hear the conclusion of Can God Speak in the Midst of the Storm? Here's Bishop Dawson Jr. Are you still here? So they're in the middle of a storm that the devil sent. Somebody say amen. But here's my kicker. Uh, the turning point in the whole text is that Jesus is in the hinder part of the ship asleep. Uh, here's, here, here, here's what the text and the many times that I've read the text, uh, this, this 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 always gets me is because there is and I told told the eight o'clock the message I wanted to preach today was the dichotomy of a storm uh, because here it is that Jesus and the disciples are in the middle of the same storm but their response to the storm is totally different. Oh my God, that that that, that the disciples literally believe they are about to die. And in the same storm, Jesus is asleep. They're not experiencing different storms. Every wave that beat into the boat for the disciples beat into the boat for Jesus. That when the boat, boat, boat my God, the Bible says the boat was already filling, that meant that Jesus' legs was wet just like the disciples' legs were wet. But Jesus found a way to stay asleep in the, in the middle of his wet legs. In the middle of a boat filling up, Jesus is experiencing the same storm. Oh, my God. And the dichotomy is that both of them are experiencing, watch it, but they're experiencing from different realities. Okay, okay. Uh, so what is Jesus doing? He's experiencing the storm from a kingdom reality. And, 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 and the disciples are experiencing it from, from, from the, the reality. Because this world is a whole lot more real to some of us than the kingdom is. So, so that the disciples are experiencing it from the reality of what they see. Uh, forgetting the fact that we walk not by sight. Are you still here? Uh, but, but we walk by faith. That we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Oh my God, this boat might fill up today, but my God, in moments, God can empty this boat out. Uh, this is temporal. Oh my God, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're in a temporary condition. Quit treating your temporary condition like it's permanent. It's only temporary. Oh, my God. So, 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 so then watch it. Watch it. That Jesus is experiencing the same storm from a different reality. Uh, he's experiencing the storm, the storm from a kingdom reality. Okay. Uh, let me put it where you can reach it. Uh, last week, uh, they were acknowledging 20 years since Princess Diana uh, passed. Uh, it was an international event when she passed 20 years ago. 
uh, and they, they, they begin to highlight uh, Prince William and Prince Harry uh, being uh, young children when their mother passed and, 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 and being at tender ages and, and they chronicled their life growing up without their mother. And, and, and here's the thing, is my mind went to the fact that these uh, were princes from the moment that they took their first breath. Uh, that I watch it, uh, as they chronicled their life, uh, you, you look at the lives of two children who don't know what lack means. Y'all just looking at me. They don't know what it is to pay a bill. They, they don't know what it is, here it is, to go without. They don't know what it is to say, uh, uh, oh my God, what am I going to do? They've never had to say that. Why? Because the reality they live from is as kings. They live as future kings and as princes, they don't lack anything. Come here. From a kingdom reality, you understand that everything I need is already provided. When you live from a kingdom reality, my God, your reality ain't what your bank account say. When you live from a kingdom reality, your reality ain't what's on your mind. Your reality is, I'm a child of the king. So, so that Jesus is living from a kingdom reality. And he's talking to 12 men who don't know who they are. He's talking to 12 men who haven't arrived at a reality that, God, that Jesus is trying to introduce them to. Can you say amen? Oh, my God. Uh, can I just put a quarter in the meter and park there for a minute? Because Jesus is living from a kingdom reality. I wonder what would happen if yours and my life, if, if we could learn to live from a kingdom reality. Oh, my God, if we could learn to live from a kingdom reality, from a kingdom reality where there is no sickness. From a kingdom reality where there is no lack. I wish I had some help. Oh, my God, from a kingdom reality where everything is provided. Oh, my God, somebody, I could see somebody got the blockade. Their mind can't even go that far. Can you live from a kingdom reality where nothing is missing and nothing is broken? Living from a kingdom reality. What does Jesus do? Jesus, he tries to bring his reality into the disciples' reality. <laughs> so Jesus is sleeping in the middle of a storm. They wake him, watch him, to watch him rebuke the wind, rebuke the waves. Why? Because in my dream, wasn't no wind. In my dream, wasn't no waves. Are y'all still here? And he's trying to bring the disciples into his reality. And can I tell you that what, what God wants to do in your life is the very same thing. He wants to get you to a whole other reality. He wants to get you out of the reality that you've been living in. Out of the reality that you have called your life. Out of the reality that you have called your norm. And introduce you to a totally different reality. Are you still here? When I read the text in Mark... I saw something else because uh, it's part of the reason why Jesus went to sleep. So Jesus woke up and he rebukes the wind. Uh, verse 39, he rebukes the wind, but then he turns, watch it, and he rebukes the disciples. And, and, and here's your third shout of the day, is that Jesus rebukes the wind, then he turns and rebukes the disciples. You're missing it. Let me try it again. 
uh, he, he, they wake him up. Jesus turns. He rebukes the wind. Then he turns and rebukes the disciples. He don't rebuke them first, but rather and instead he deal with the problem first. So that what God does is he says, I'll deal with your problem. I'll deal with your problem. Watch it. And he's, he's so gracious that he'll deal with the problem before he ever get to you. Even though you wrong as two left shoes. Even though your faith has failed. Even though you didn't trust him. Even though you didn't believe him. God said, I'll deal with the problem first. Oh, my God. So, so that he deals with the problem. Somebody say amen. Oh, my God. And then he says, he turns, and Bible says that he rebukes the disciples. He asked them this question. He says, why are you so fearful? Watch it, watch it. Uh, he says, how is it that you have no faith? He said, why, why, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now watch what Jesus does here because he contrasts, watch this, fear with faith. Uh, so, so, so that in essence, he equates fear with having no faith. So that when you start getting afraid in your situation, it drains every ounce of faith that you got. That you can't be afraid that in the midst of what you're going through and still have faith. Because if the God that you serve is who he is, there's no way that you can be afraid. My God, I'm not afraid of the terror by night, nor, nor the arrows by day. Why? Because my God is at the point that you're getting afraid that it starts sapping every ounce of faith that you got. So that you start going, watch it, from faith to doubt. From doubt to disbelief. And watch it, let me show you how that looks because you go from I believe God, I trust God, watch it, till the boat start filling. Now you start doubting God and start saying, I wonder if God going to deliver me. I wonder if God going to bring me out. Watch it till you get the unbelief and you say, I know God ain't going to bring me out. I know God ain't going to do it. Not, and now you've gotten to the place, watch it, where Jesus says you have no faith. Are you still here? Uh, so, so that he, Jesus asked them the question in his rebuke. He says, why are you so fearful? Uh, how is it that you have no faith? That's the New King James. The New Revised Standard Version says it like this. Uh, have you still no faith? Okay. Okay, serious students of the word, watch it, watch it. It says this because the New Revised Standard is closer to the original translation. Uh, so, so that it says, have you still no faith? Uh, meaning, last time, you ain't had no faith. How is it that you still? Preach, boy, I already am. They just ain't responding to it. How is it that you still? Have no faith. Ain't nothing happened since the last time. Okay, okay. Uh, which means, watch it, that there's some stuff that preceded this particular incident in Mark chapter 4. Uh, that, that, that should have given them enough faith in order to get through this. So that that's why Jesus is rebuking them because there's some stuff that happened before this. That should have got you through this. Did you hear what I just said? It's some stuff that happened before you ever got to this one. That should. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the question is, uh, if it's some stuff that happened before this, what is Jesus referring to? I'm glad y'all asked that at just the right time. When you look at Matthew chapter 14, the Bible says that Jesus, uh, he's there in Matthew 14, and he tells the disciples, get into a ship again. They get into a ship, and the Bible says that Jesus comes walking on the sea. 
Uh, watch this. Uh, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus comes walking on the water. Uh, it's in the fourth watch of the night, so it's dark, and all they see is this figure coming at them. And the Bible says they fear because they think it's a ghost. Uh, and they fear, they fear, they fear, they fear, which means all their faith had sapped out of them. Uh, and Jesus says, uh, fear not. It is I. Uh-huh. You can well up your faith again because, watch it, it ain't a ghost. It's me. It's me. Watch it. Don't be afraid. Verse 27, Matthew chapter 14. Jesus said, he said, it's I. Don't be afraid. Watch it. Verse 28, Jesus said, uh, Peter says, Jesus, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the sea. Uh-huh. If it's really you. Uh, Bible says, Jesus said, come. Uh-huh. Come on out here, you bold enough. Come on, come on, come on out here. Uh, Peter steps out of the ship, and, and he begins to walk on the water. Walk with me now. Uh, so, so, so that here, he begins to walk, and the Bible says the wind starts to rage, and, and the waves begin to crash. Oh, my God. Can I stick a pen right there? Oh, my God, because isn't that just like the devil? Uh, what you talking about, Bishop? That at just about the time you got your faith up, just about the time you feeling good, just about the time you spiritually fortified, just about the time you got your bearings about yourself, just about the time you ready to leap over walls, run through troops, just about the time your faith is on ten, just about that all hell breaks loose. Who am I preaching to this morning? My God, that in the, just about the time you say I'm ready to fight, just about and then all hell is unleashed on you, and here people. Peter is in a similar situation. That here, he's walking on water. His faith is strong. He's walking. He's doing stuff that the other 11 ain't even had the faith to do. And he's doing it, and waves begin to crash. And just about the time his faith is up, all hell breaks loose. So that waves begin to crash. The wind begins to blow. Uh, somebody say he's in a storm now. Uh, Bible says that he beginning to sink. Uh, he reaches out and says, Lord, save me. Jesus reaches out and grabs him and says, oh, ye of little faith. Uh, which meant this, that from that time to Mark chapter 4, the little faith he had was gone. Which is why Jesus says, how is it that you still have no faith? How is it the little faith you had? Because I already told you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can do a whole lot of stuff. You move mountains with, with, with that, but, but, but how is it you got no faith? He, he, says, he says, oh, ye of little faith. And the Bible says, Jesus pulls Peter up uh, and puts him back in the boat. Now, Jay walked back to Mark chapter 4 uh, because it's there that we see because they're in the middle of a storm. Uh, but Jesus is thinking, uh, watch it, uh, y'all been here before. Let me put it where you can reach it. Uh, this ain't the first storm you've been in. Are you still here? Uh, oh, my God. That, 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 that there ought to be something that you can use from the last storm in order to carry you through this storm. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Let me help, let me help you see it. Uh, Hurricane Irma. Uh, the, the, the evacuations orders went out uh, as, it, as it approaches Florida. Evacuations order went out. Everybody in the state got to evacuate. Oh, my God. And there were folks scrambling around trying to get out the state. Traffic backed up. Gas station shortages. All of that. But one interview stood out for me. Uh, there's one interview that took place. Uh, I interviewed a guy on last night. And, and, and the gentleman had decided to stay and ride out the storm. Uh, he stay, decided to stay right out the storm. 
Uh, he said, in the interview, he said, my family thinks I'm stupid for staying. Uh, watch it, watch it. Uh, and whatever you think about him, for him staying there through this hurricane, he said something that blessed me. Uh, watch it. He said something in the interview. Uh, he said, watch it. Uh, I rode out Hurricane Andrew 25 years ago. Okay, okay, watch it. And here it is. He said, he said so, so, so I've been through this before. He said, this ain't my first rodeo. This ain't my first hurricane. This, this ain't the first time I've been through something. I done been through trouble before. I done had, hurt. I done had storms in my life before. Oh, my God. And there, there's some things that I learned in the last storm that I didn't forget. Oh, my God. I feel like preaching right now. There's some stuff I learned in the last storm that I didn't forget. I didn't get amnesia from my last storm. My God. But there's some things God revealed to me about himself in my last storm. What did he reveal, Bishop? He revealed, I discovered in the last storm. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I discovered in my last storm, my God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. I discovered in my last storm that no weapon formed against me is going to be able to prosper. Is there anybody here who can say, I learned some stuff in my last storm to sustain me in my present storm, and I didn't forget. Somebody who said, I didn't get amnesia, give God a praise. Jesus, Jesus reveals something. Watch the text. I'm done. Jesus does something in the end of the text. The Bible says that the disciples, after Jesus uh, calms the storm, the disciples start talking amongst themselves. So what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. It was if, as if they were saying, uh, we know something, we learned something about him today that we ain't know nothing about before. So that what God's plan is in the midst of your storm is to reveal more of himself than you already know. Oh my God, that he, he aims to show you a side of himself that you haven't seen. Oh, you think he can provide, but you haven't seen him provide like on the other side of this storm. Oh my God, you think he is the brother, the, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, but you haven't seen him stick close like he's going to stick close with you in the midst of this. He wants to show you a side of himself that you haven't seen. So that they wake Jesus up. Jesus rebukes them. And the implication is uh, he rebukes them because he says, in essence, y'all could have left me sleep because y'all could have did what I did. You mean among the 12 of y'all, y'all couldn't muster up enough faith? Among 12 of y'all, y'all couldn't get at least a mustard seed worth of faith? Y'all could have did what I woke up and did. So he, he, he rebukes them. Oh, my God. So, so, so that he, he helps them understand that, 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 that listen, you could have did it. Watch it. Because it was already in you. Okay, okay. Let me close, let me close with this. It, 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 it means this, that God, God never allows a storm uh, without first Let me try it again. Uh, God, God never allows a storm uh, without providing the tools to calm the storm. Okay, okay. Uh, 
let me, let me come at it like this. Uh, Job, 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 Job chapter 1. Uh, here it is. Uh, yes, devil comes uh, after the sons of God come to present themselves to God. Devil comes to, Bible says, uh, to, to, that God says to the devil, uh, listen, have you considered my servant Job? And the Bible says that God gives him a license to go ahead and touch any, everything except for his life. Bible says, so Job starts, Job loses his wealth, Job loses, loses his children, Job loses, all, all, he boils, break out on his body, marital problems break out, all this stuff starts happening in Job's life, oh my God, and it's not until you get 42 chapters later, and the Bible says in verse 10, uh, that and it wasn't until Job began to pray for his friends, that God, God stopped the captivity of Job. Which tells me something. I wonder what would have happened if in chapter 1, Job had prayed for his friends. Which meant when, when the storm started, Job already had the combination to the lock in order to make the storm stop. Preach, boy. I already am. They ain't getting it. Job didn't have to wait 42 chapters, but Job could have prayed for his friends in the first chapter. And the storm could have stopped, which means God never sends a storm without giving you the panacea for the storm. Oh, my God. Which means as well that if you can think of your greatest conflict, if you can think of your greatest crisis, if you can think of whatever's going on in your life, there, 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 there's some tools that God has already put in you in order to take care of the problem. Are you still here? Can I say it like this? Send you home with your last shout that built into your crisis is your miracle. Oh my God, your miracle is built into your crisis. So while you cursing the crisis, your miracle is built right in there in the midst of the crisis. God says your miracle is in the midst of the crisis. God's just been waiting for you to get bold enough to decree and to declare in the midst of your storm. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dares to defy the armies of the living God? God's waiting on you to stand up and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. To understand that built into your crisis is your miracle. Can God speak in the midst of a storm? I came to answer the question with a resounding absolutely yes. Stand to your feet. There are natural realities. God is speaking through to us concerning many of our spiritual realities. And what God wants to do is to usher you to a place of having a new reality. To live from a kingdom reality. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Can you just stop for a minute and just pause and think about a reality where everything is provided. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Oh, my God, somebody ain't caught it yet because praise would have broke out right there. If you can catch a glimpse of the fact that God wants you to live from a different reality where you ain't broke, where everything is provided. He wants you to live from a different reality. You believe it, lift your hands right where you are. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we love you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for the truth of your word. 
thank you, O oh God, for the revelation. And Father, in the midst of the storm, you, your voice, God, is able to speak to us right where we are. And Father, I thank you now that, Father, we're able to see God perhaps a little more clearly that your desire is for us to live from a different reality. Father, with this word, God, and the faith that we have now mustered, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by your word, Father, we now embrace that new reality, a kingdom reality, God. Father, not this world, God, that it will fade away, God, but Father, we embrace a new reality, God, that is eternal. Father, we thank you, oh God, we thank you, Father, for this word that literally ushers us into it. We appreciate you for it, in Jesus' name. Come on, for about 30 seconds with those hands uplifted. Come on and just literally say, God, I embrace that reality. God, download, download a kingdom reality into my spirit. Download it now, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Cause me to live from that reality, oh God. Where nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. All is provided. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Living from a different reality. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. From a different reality.
receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. Can I say it to you like this, that he is God of all of us, but he's not Lord until you give your life to him. And you have to make that decision. It's amazing that God doesn't want robots, but he wants those of us, he wants us with our volitional element, meaning our ability to choose to simply say, God, I want to make you the Lord of my life. And I want to live my life for you. That's what it means to be saved. That's what it means to give your life to him. And it's so simple. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 9 that if you can confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you can be saved. It's that simple. God bless you. God bless you. If you can pray very simply. If you can pray very simply. God, I I don't know. I I know it's something missing in my life. I know that something is a someone, that someone is Jesus Christ. And I want to give my life to you. I want to give my life to you. In the name of Jesus. If you can pray a simple prayer like that, it changes everything in your life beginning now. But you got to make the decision. You got to make the choice. If you're here today and you know you need that prayer, won't you come join my sister here at this altar right now? Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to the New Life Christian Church radio broadcast with your host, Bishop Harold Dawson, Jr. New Life Christian Church is located at 2018 West Kellogg Avenue in West Peoria, Illinois. For more information on New Life Christian Church, please give us a call at 309-676-5433 or log online to nlccpeoria.org. The New Life Christian Church radio broadcast can be heard every Friday from 1.30 p.m. to 2 p.m. on AM 1140 WVEL or online at WVEL.com. On behalf of Bishop Harold Dawson, Jr. and the New Life Christian Church family, we pray that you have a safe and blessed week.